Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, the show that every single day celebrates the people that are making coastal Mississippi, and Mississippi for that matter, such a great place to live, work, and play. You know, if I go back and look at sort of the evolution of this show, it's always had a very similar theme, and it is to to talk to people who are inspiring others in the community, others, you know, talk to others who aren't looking for recognition, but that can add something to the conversation that can move coastal Mississippi forward. And that's really one of the reasons I, I started this show. What I what I said in the beginning is I'm going to spend a lot of time talking to what I call the stalwart leaders. These are the sort of pinnacle leaders that are, that are still alive and well in coastal Mississippi that have a great history of contributing to this place. People like um, my my uh, my predecessor at the Sun-Herald, Roland Weeks. People like uh, Jerry St. Pay, former CEO of Ingalls and just still an incredible community leader in his 80s. Um, people like Chevis Swetman and John Hairston and a long list of others. But one that I had on the show almost immediately was my friend George Slogel, the former chairman of the board for Hancock and now Hancock Whitney, and then uh, the former mayor of Gulfport. And if I were to list the number of things that he's led along the way, we wouldn't have enough time in the two segments that I'm going to have George with me today. But we're going to talk about the 125th anniversary celebration of Gulfport. But first of all, we're just going to catch up. Welcome back to my show, George. Thank you, Ricky. It's a pleasure to be on and uh, able to talk to you and the folks from South Mississippi. Yeah, it is. Look, I often refer to you as sort of a walking history book, <laughs> but but you know the history well. And, uh, you know, if you think about coastal Mississippi and where it is, this incredible region, this economic engine for our state with these bookends with Chevron and Ingalls on one side and the blue chip industries that are part of of, uh, of uh, Stennis Space Center on the other and hospitality and gaming and whatever. You look at where you and I were when we met at the Sun-Herald, you know, less than a week after Hurricane Katrina and where we are today. It is an amazing story of, of our recovery and renewal, isn't it? Well, it particularly is, and it's a testimony to the people who reside here and call this home that even a storm as big as we had cannot set this group down. And when they set their mind to come back, they come back not only to where we were, but even better. And we don't want any more storms, but when we get one, I can guarantee you this area is coming back because of the, the fortitude and the strength and the belief and love of the people who call this home. 
Yeah, I agree. And you and I have always sort of shared this strong passion we have for what we would refer to as our secret sauce. And that is what is in the heart and soul of Mississippians. You know, you wipe away all the division and politics of the world and get to the heart and soul of who we really are. You really get a chance to see that after something like the worst natural disaster in American history. And we, you and I saw it in spades after Hurricane Katrina. And uh, we are we are incredibly resilient people. But it is extraordinary what we've done. It is extraordinary the way this, these communities have come together. And, you know, there was a, it was a pinnacle moment for the coast. And while, while people can sort of go back into their cities or their silos or whatever, I don't think we'll ever be back to where we were before. There's a, there's a sort of a renewed focus on what it takes to be successful as a region. And in that way, Katrina was a huge turning point for us, wasn't it? It certainly was. Uh, the needs of, of one community are the same as the needs of another. And the fact that the various communities joined hands to get solutions. And that's what will happen now. Poor Moss Point right now, uh, they're on their knees from that tornado. But Billy Knight's leading them back very well. And he's going to have the full cooperation of all the coastal cities, all the cities of Mississippi, to uh, yeah. to get his city back. Not only where it was, but even better. Here's a guy in his 80s. <laughs> Another guy, let me say, in his 80s who reinvented himself, I don't know how many times, but Billy Knight is such an inspiration, such a selfless leader. I love the guy. I love to spend time with him. He's uh, he's amazing. And the way that, you know, look at the, the mayor of Pascagoula, the mayor of Ocean Springs, working with Billy to help him. You know, Ocean Springs going over there and cooking for all the all the employees of the and the, the first responders and paying. Paige Roberts from the from the chamber going and helping sort of lead the recovery efforts. It's awesome, man. It's great to see the way we work together. We are one coast, and we're we're acting in that way. That is for sure. Hey, listen, every city is going to have its competitive advantages, and they're going to be competitive in their unique ways. But when it comes to common issues, we have a way of coming together, and we we are we are incredible. And when uh, from a resiliency point of view, when it comes to that. But listen, George, you are you are someone I've always admired because you had this great career at Hancock Bank that ultimately became Hancock Whitney. And then you had um, this this unbelievable servant's heart where you gave back to the community. You and I crossed paths in about every possible way I possibly could. You were a great inspiration to me throughout throughout my career. And for you to make a decision to sort of step down as chairman of the board to run for governor, excuse me, for, for mayor of, of Gulfport because you felt it was your duty to give back, um, I think that was a, a terrific way to sort of sort of sort of make the point that you've been making your entire career and that is that we've all got to we've all got to do our duty in the community you don't have any regrets at all about that do you you you've that that fit perfectly into your life story didn't it well it turned out to be a surprise but we had uh, we had a lot of money that needed to be spent from uh, from the government uh, from various charitable organizations from insurance companies and it was important for us to roll up our sleeves and get that money spent quickly and righteously. And uh, so it was a pleasure to be there as a former banker to make sure that we were handling that money right and to get it done in that four-year term. So uh, for me, uh, this is my home. Uh, the, the public wouldn't know this, but 
I sold eggs and vegetables to your mother and daddy when you and your sister were coming along when we lived over in West Gulfport. Uh, this has been my home. And anything we can do to make that home better for other people, I think we have an obligation to do it. That's what public service is all about. And thank God, I know you share this with me. We've had some wonderful people who are, who are mentors to us to to bring us along and give us the opportunity to hold the roles that we held, uh, both for you at the newspaper, for, for me at the bank. Uh, what a blessing to be able to do that at home. That's the whole point, at home. We didn't have to go to some other country or some other state to do what needed to be done. And, uh, oh, I'm grateful for the fact that I live here and I drive every day back and forth down the beach. I realize this is a paradise. And the thing that makes it so good is not only what God gave us, but what the people that live here give us every day. Yeah, I man, you're you're so right. So so many inspiring leaders that came before us, and you know your your impact on on my involvement in the community, Rollins. You know, one of my big regrets is when I left the Sun Herald. Uh, it was relatively sudden because I had to. I got this opportunity to go work for the for Advanced Condi Nast. I'd thought thought about it for almost five months before I said yes. It turned out to be one of the most important moves I could have ever made. Incidentally. Uh, it enabled lots of things in my life. But but when I left, I left a folder there that was full of, of handwritten notes from Leo Seal. And you know, Leo would read something in the paper or see something in the community. He would write me these notes about it. And gosh, what a great leader he was. Oh, listen. <clears throat> I, I, I started working with Leo when I was 16 years old. They were paying me a dollar an hour to put out the mail while I was in high school at Gulfport High at a part-time job. It kept me there through going to Perk, which you interviewed earlier. Uh, and then I, I, I had a situation after I had been at the bank about six weeks, Ricky. And I, I had an appointment to go to West Point and had joined the National Guard. So I, I had some military experience. And Mr. Bill Carver had my appointment set to go to West Point. I thought I would like to be a lawyer. And uh, I went to work in the bank. And one Friday evening, about 9 o'clock, I was carrying two big bags on my shoulder to go down to put them in the, in the post office. And I had to put the bag down to get the key out of my pocket. As I was coming down, Mr. Seal Sr., Leo's daddy, who was sitting at his desk, uh, saw me coming down. He jumped up out of his desk and he ran over to the to the door and had his key out and he opened the door for me so I wouldn't have to put those bags down. And again, I'd only been there for about six weeks and I'm a little 16-year-old kid. And he looked at me and said, George, call my name, George. Have a nice weekend, son. <laughs> when I walked out that door, I had another two blocks to go to to get to the post office. I said, right then, I'm going to stay here for the rest of my life. And I did. And uh, yeah. 60 years later, I retired. But the bank gave me a tremendous opportunity. And so no law degree and no West Point, but... 
but what a career I had at Hancock. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with George Slogan, and we'll talk about the 125th anniversary celebration coming up this weekend. He's the committee chairman. He's the perfect committee chairman for something like this. We'll see you when we come back after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of The Ricky Matthews Show on your laptop, desktop, or your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His passion and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is The Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend George Slogan. We, man, did our past cross a bunch of times over the many years. So 60 years at Hancock Whitney. As he pointed out before we went to the break, he was in the 1950s working in the mailroom and he worked his way up to CEO of the company. And uh, what a what a consummate community leader he was. That's why I refer to him as a stalwart leader. Hey, we're going to talk about the 125th anniversary celebration, but I got one more comment I want to make about Leo. I remember I remember early in my career, I was at a meeting. It was over in Hancock County, actually, and Leo was there. And um, I think the Sun Herald, the Sun Herald, was a sponsor of something to do with the United Way or the Chamber, and uh, Leo was there, and he said a couple of words on on behalf of what he saw this vision that ultimately became Infinity. And afterwards, he came, he kind of did a beeline over to me, and he said, "Listen, I want to come by and talk to you. I want to explain to you the role that science and math plays in the in the lives of young people and why in." Infinity is going to be this incredible like dimension added on to Stennis that's going to really raise the specter of the importance of exploration, but really getting to the bottom of helping kids understand the importance of science and math. And I just never forgot it. I mean, this is this is long before we ever even started Infinity. He it was just this mission that he was on. And you couldn't say no to this guy, could you? No, no, Leo. Well, the reason you couldn't say no was he wasn't asking any of us to do anything that he wouldn't do or had already done himself. So you wanted to join hands with him because you knew of his commitment and you wanted to be a part of that. So it wasn't a matter of him just kicking the can down the road for you to take on a project. It was saying, join with me and let's do this together. Yeah, it's it's incredible. We wouldn't have an infinity if it weren't for Leo Seal, I can I'm convinced of that. That is for sure. So the 125th anniversary of the city of Guphorn, you're the committee chairman. It's got to be. Uh, it just just it sounds 125 years. It's a long time. It's been a it's been a rich history. What does it mean to you to be celebrating this anniversary? Well, the first thing is it's the connectivity that we have with the past, the present, and the future. And that's, that's, that's three different things, and all of them come together on this 125th. If we go to our past and we realize that Captain Hardy walked from Jackson to the coast to lay out the Gulf and Ship Island Railroad, which was intended to be on Courthouse Road in Mississippi City, but when he got down this far and realized how many bridges he'd have to build, he just moved it a little bit to the west and created a new town, Gulfport, for a port on the Gulf. Uh, What a commitment that man made. 
And then going through the various economic downfalls, uh, Captain Joseph T. Jones, who uh, was from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, came down and picked up the pieces after Hardy and, and built the city. And he built it in, a, in an area that really was not much of anything other than pine trees. But he turned those pine trees into the port for the number one port in the world for the exportation of pine trees. Uh, what, what a remarkable beginning by two pioneers who had served against each other in the Civil War. Uh, then we come to the period after that when the coast has grown, not just Gulfport, but the whole coast has grown city by city uh, with a lot of personal pride and is, as you say, one coast really. Uh, but then look into the future. If we see what has been given to us, we have this party on Saturday of this weekend, and it's a party to bring together the people who have been a part of Gulfport and for them to join hands and say, we love our past, we love our present, but we really love our future. And we're committed to having a good time down in Jones Park, uh, complete with music and fireworks and food and fellowship. A big event for children, Ricky, big event. Down there, there's going to be displays from the Lynn Meadows Discovery Center, from the, the new train depot. Uh, I'm talking about the, the model train depot from the from the John Robinson flight program, from the Gulfport CD, CBs, which uh, just recently had their big anniversary, from uh, Camp Shelby. Uh, lots to do for the children to come down and run, and this is their future. And we're giving them a party that culminates with that fireworks display so that many years later they can say, I was there back for the 125th. Now, I can tell you that's kind of personal for me. Uh, we've got a committee that's been working now for about four months, and I was sharing with them. I remember when we had a big birthday for the Boy Scouts of America. And at the time, I was a Cub Scout under Miss Blakesley and, uh, and Ms. Andre. And they had a parade in downtown Gulfport with us with our little Cub Scout uniforms celebrating this big anniversary. And I was thinking as I walked down through the area on 15th Street and 14th Street and 13th Street, what a great thing it was to be a part of something like that for the future. And I remember that parade like it was yesterday. I hope the same thing's going to happen this Saturday when the children who roam through that park and have a good time with each other and, and all the amenities that we're bringing in, will say to themselves, this is my home. I'm a part of it. I'm going to be a part of the future, and I'm going to contribute what I can to whatever we can do to make this place as good as it has been and as good as it can be. So let me let me give some of the real basic uh, information here. Of course, it's Saturday, J July 29th, celebrating Gulfport's 125th anniversary. Uh, 5.30 is the community parade that George was talking about. 6.30 is live entertainment. There's going to be fireworks at 8.30. And as he pointed out, it's for the kids. There's going to be games and bounce houses, food trucks, and, and a lot more. It's a great opportunity for the public to be involved in this great 
great celebration. And I think the weather is going to be absolutely incredible. That's what I, that's at least based on what I can see right now. You know, George, you think about the, the role the port has played, and you, you evolved through that rapidly because we don't have enough time to get into all those details. But to think that, that it's evolved from where it was to where it is today now that we've got, you know, this focus on the blue economy. You know, in conversations with people like Roy Anderson, for example, Roy talks about his grandfather coming here and having the vision to understand that the port was going to play such a great role in the future of this region. Uh, even today, if you look talk to strategic planners, community planners, and they see this strategically important port there, that was such a vision to establish that port when it did, and, and the outshoots that have been, that have come off of that has economically has been unbelievable, hasn't it? It certainly has. And the fact that we converted it from a Gulfport-owned port in the late 50s, which Leo Jr., Leo Seal Jr. had a lot to do with, to a state port by the state picking up the bonded indebtedness and committing additional funds to build that port out. It then goes way beyond Gulfport. It goes all the way up to the Tennessee line uh, as a state facility and one of the best things that state of Mississippi has going for it. It is incredible what has happened there, man, and then all the infrastructure improvements, and it's uh, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. 125 years. Listen, you and I could do multiple shows talking about the history of uh, not just Gulfport, but the coast and how all these dots fit together and the progress that we've made. And one of the, one quick point, coming back to Hurricane Katrina, I think one of the most amazing things we did coming out of Hurricane Katrina, working with Thad Cochran, who Thank God he was in the position that he was in at that time. And Haley Barber, who may go down as one of the most important governors in the history of this state, watching the the amount of tens of billions of dollars that he was able, they were able to get alignment around to, to, to build infrastructure, to build stronger bridges, to make it so that if we ever get hit again, we're going to get hit again, that we can bounce back faster. Watching, you know, sort of being on the front row, watching all that evolve, George, um, it's truly remarkable the kind of leadership we had coming out of that storm, isn't it? Well, it is, but it it's a, it's a true expression of our people. Uh, the sand beach is wonderful. The pine trees are wonderful. The yeah, you know, all of those things are wonderful. But the really wonderful thing that we have here is our people. We've got the best folks, and they're not, they're not just locals who came in from uh, 50 miles away. These are people who came from, from Europe, from Asia, from Africa, all over the world to settle here, a lot having to do with the seafood industry. But uh, this is an amalgamation of people. When you look at what America is today, we're the personification of that America. And uh, we continue to have uh, in-depth activity from these various groups that have pride in their history and pride in the, the heritage they bring to the coast. And all of those things are a learning experience for folks like you and me who grew up in Gaston Point. But we've been exposed to Croatia and to, to Germany and to, uh, to Hong Kong, you name it. We've been exposed to all those things because of the people. And it's the people that make us what we are. 
It really is, man. It really is. It makes it such a special place. And we learn really well that buildings don't make a community. The people do. And that's the point that George is making. So attend the uh, celebration in Gulfport this Saturday. Festivities start at 530. Or actually, you can you actually start at 5. The parade is at 530. Uh, George, it's been a pleasure. You'll have to come back and we'll have to talk about the uh, Italian-American community. I know you're qu- quite the uh, historian on that. And there's so much more that you and I can be talking about. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Okay, well, tell you folks that coming down, bring a folding chair or a blanket if they want to sit down in front of the stage to listen to the music. But come dress comfortably and bring the young people and bring some of the folks that have helped made this place what it is today. It's going to be a great party. Happy 125th. You bet. Hey, we'll be uh, joined by J.T. Mitchell from Super Talk Mississippi News after this. We'll see Subscribe for free to the Ricky Matthews Show podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.